Canada and hockey fans in the United States and Newfoundland. from Swan Drive once again. Welcome inside. It's episode 9 of Bench Life Sports Podcast. I'm Brendan. Around the table we got Thomas and Ray. We're without Cam today. Yeah, he's uh, chilling in Rock City, Ontario, man. Yeah. Just, uh, he's kind of running out the clock on this Rock career till our exam on the 25th. I think he's just a little nervous about the Bruins in the first round, yeah, he, so he didn't want to take. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be in my kitchen. No, 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 no. Opening day of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The best day of the year, dare I might say. It's gonna be wild. But before we get into too much hockey talk, we're actually gonna give you a bit of playoff hockey blue balls and move <laughs> that, move the hockey discussion to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Just because uh, we're we're working out a few. A few options here where we, we might take a, stuff. might take a few telephone calls, but mm-hmm. until we uh, until we get into hockey, we're gonna it's it's baseball season still, yeah. and uh, the Jays are hot. Jays are hot, hotter than I could have expected. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're flying, baby! The bats are on fire. Man, they're like eight and four now. Where do you even want series in a row? They've won. Yeah. Where do you want to start unpacking this? Because there's a lot. To, I was gonna say there's a lot to dissect with this team right now. Steve Pierce is a Contributing bombs. Yeah, like just across the board, like they Salarte, like Justin Smoke is still a good player. People are people are uh, uh, all over the Stanton pickups, but we're just uh, out here picking up Salarte, Diaz, it, Curtis Granderson with a big bomb last night. Man, just uh, some incremental increases. Apparently, getting rid of the worst outfielder in baseball seems. Statistically, seems to help a bit. Yeah, I guess he he had a terrible batting average too. Oh yeah, like two twenty or something. If that OBP was not terrible, but I think he was the slowest right fielder in baseball by like it was some FanGraphs metric. Like across the board, the Jays were the slowest team in baseball last year with Kevin Pillar as their only above average uh, at the position. I think maybe Josh Donaldson too, and other than that. Like, Devin Travis even was slower than the average second baseman across the board. But now that's a thing of the past. Oh, baby. We're going to the playoffs. Lock them in. No, it's it's really early, but it's it's encouraging to see. That I think, like, pitching well. at the start of the season, that was what you'd, you'd hang your hat on, was the strength of the team was the rotation, and then to win games the MLB, if you get, if you get good pitching and timely hitting, that's kind of, that's the formula. And right now, that's what the Jays are getting. Yep. Man, yeah, like the from top to bottom, they're getting contributions like Solarte, who thought that like obviously very early, but he's shown flashes of having a good bat. But I guess for playing that many years in San Diego, that's gonna suppress your power a bit. Mm-hmm. And some of these AL, he had eighteen home runs last year. Yeah, and and move him to an AL East friend where there's plenty of friendly parks to hit in. That's more power. Yeah, and. 
he's got a personality too. I never, like, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. nothing he's, about him, and he's just dancing I'm all for after it. every. Hit. I'm all for it. Man. You see that one bat flip off the home run he hit? <laughs> that was wicked. Absolutely, man. He's yeah. all about the show. Yeah. I love a good showman. Yeah, that's what he's here for. Hopefully, he, he'll probably, he'll definitely cool down. He's not gonna be this he's, good all year, but. He's I, flexible defensively, and he can yeah, he can play anywhere in the field. field of the park. Yeah, you can plug and play him in a lot of spots, and he'll be an above-average bat. Like yeah. that's a very valuable contribution. Donaldson and Smoke, I, they're going to continue to be a good foundation for the middle of the order, mm-hmm. and then from there you just have to find enough hitting around those two guys, and they have enough pitching that they can string wins together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. And they're a lot better of a fielding team than last year, which I think is key. They replaced, well, Devin Travis, uh, he's actually a very solid fielder when he's healthy. And Ryan Goins was sneakily not that strong by most defensive metrics last year. And uh, he was getting the bulk of the starts at second. In the outfield, we already touched on Batista gone. And uh, even though Granderson's old as dust, he's still... He's not playing every day either. Nope, and his legs, he still has enough legs, he can feel like he's never, he shouldn't ever get another start in center field, but he has good enough legs to cover a corner spot. Uh, a Randall Gritchuk, when he does play, when he's not striking out 100 times. I was going to say, he's the only one that's really struggling yeah. like heavily. But he's a very good defensive right fielder and can play center field. Like, uh, he's, he's kind of billed as... Uh, a Kevin Pillar type where you're not going to get much in the way of batting average. He's got more power. Base. More power. He's got more, way more pure power. But yeah. a same def- same, similar defensive traits where they cover a lot of ground. A ton of, ton of legs. Just in general, they're defending a lot better than they were last year. Healthy Russell Martin... Who's shown the power as well? Martin's had a, like a, a really good start to the year. Not for average; he's never going to hit for average, but he, he's had some pop and drove in some runs. Lemus Diaz yep. has been hitting the ball a bit. There's just there's not really much to complain about yeah. yet. Yeah, it'll, it'll come. Yeah, yeah. It'll come. There's something that will come. Right now, it's feeling pretty good in Chase Lane. For the most part, they're healthy, and no one's. Other than, as we mentioned, Gritchuk, but how high could your expectations really be? No one's really underperforming yet, so yeah, yeah. there's nothing nothing, nothing to complain about. So, I don't know, as a Jays fan, you kind of look at what's going on around their division even, and other than the Red Sox running away with it, you got to feel good about how the Jays are kind of looking out of the gate. Whereas last year, oh, man. That, that was one of the worst starts they ever had, if not the worst. It seems, yeah, normally they're behind the eight ball after the first 20 games, but this year they're actually putting themselves in a position where they're not going to need that 12 wins and 13-game miracle run to get Mm -hmm. back into the race. Absolutely. Yeah, they're always... Yeah, now that you think about it, even when they made the playoffs the first time, they had to dig themselves out of a hole. They were Mm -hmm. a 500 team at the trade deadline when they made all those trades. And then just went off. And then they went off. Like, that was not... they, they've always relied on just a huge streak to yeah. even stay in it for as long as I can remember. Like, even back in the Adam Lind, Aaron Hill years, there were a couple years where they'd go on a long streak to tease a wild card spot and then just bow out. This year, they're actually they're actually playing baseball in April. Yeah. So, that's definitely a fre- uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah, for sure. I guess the story out of last night's game is that Osuna picked up his 100th save, and at, what is he, 
23 years youngest old. Youngest pitcher ever. He's the youngest ever to reach that mark by about two years. Yeah. Yeah, he's a 95 born, so he's, yeah. he's remarkable, honestly. Yeah. So he passed he uh, K-Rod's record, Francisco Rodriguez, who's still active. And you see Stroman tweeting about how he's excited to watch him chase for Mariano Rivera's record. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at it right now. Mariano Rivera has 652 career saves. It's like... So Osuna is 552 away from that. Who's second all time? Trevor Hoffman. Like, how, how, how far ahead is Rivera? Trevor Hoffman is 601, so he's 51 ahead. Okay, so... Which is a really big season of yeah. saves, I guess. I don't know. So, Still, I don't f- know if that's, that's a even, fat number. I don't even know if it's worth thinking about right now, but... I think Osuna... He's in he's, good company at this stage, at least. Osuna's very young. I think... Like, it'll all come down to whether he can eventually chase the record. It'll all come down to his development as a pitcher. Because right now... He just has such incredible stuff. He could be a starting pitcher with the fact that he has like a hard fastball with movement and then plenty of off-speed tools that he can throw at hitters where it's really a, just kind of a mystery bag as to what's being thrown at them. Whereas like the Mariano Rivera comp, he racked up all those saves because he knew how to locate his cutter, and he just did that over and over and over. So it'll, it'll obviously be like, I think as... Osuna gets older, he'll need to kind of learn to pitch more, I think. Do you think they would ever, like, still consider converting him at this point? That's a great question. Too, too far into it. He already, he's already had Tommy John, so I think that's maybe their one worry was, like, he had Tommy John at such a young age that uh, that's why he was in the bullpen initially was to limit his innings. And now at this point, they're, like, it's, it's tough because he's so young, but he hasn't been getting the reps as a starter that most pitchers do of his caliber at a young age. Like, he's already 23 and penciled in as a closer, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You don't see a lot of guys that young because they're usually older when they get... They try to force teams. them into the starting role. Yeah. And then it's kind of a, de- a, a fallback into the reliever's role, but he's kind of the, the opposite, I guess. Just yeah, kind you, of necessity from them. You don't really see prospects of this pedigree... Uh, actually put into a closer's role without failing as a starter first. Yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of where that record obviously comes from, but he's just been unbelievable yeah. so far in his career. So hopefully we don't jinx anything. <laughs> Someone else that's been unbelievable is uh, the new Japanese guy out in Los Angeles by the name of Shohei Otani. <laughs> the Babe Ruth. Yeah, the Japanese Babe Ruth. It looks like he is the real deal in the early returns. Like yeah, I'll, I'll uh, full on eat like my expectations I'm for him because I, I really, I really was not sold on him. Like you said earlier, coming out of spring training and stuff like that, I thought it was maybe a little too fairy tale. But oh my goodness, he's been unbelievable. Well, it's to the point where like when we were drafting fantasy baseball teams, I was. I, I had an eye on Otani, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, I can't imagine maybe if he was the last pick of the draft like or a very late gamble for me to take him because he just looks so bad in spring training. Yeah. And like I know spring training, plenty of guys are terrible, and then once the season comes on, they come alive. But 
with when that's his first taste in North American baseball and he was getting pummeled by some players were like triple A caliber uh, pitchers or hitters, it was a huge red flags in my mind. Mm. But he, he looks legit right now. Yeah. He's he had three game stretch where he had a home run in each game and uh, he almost he had seven and a third of no hit baseball in his last start against yeah. Oakland? Or was it a perfect game? I don't know. Like it was, it, a, he, it was a perfect game. He carried a perfect game deep into a game, and it's like he's just looks incredible. Like <laughs> I just want to ask, like you drafted him on our one league, were you yeah. high on him? Like, Not he, really. Like I mean, a guy was, you were watching. It was or? all lottery ticket uh, there. Yeah, but I just liked his ability. I could slot him in as a hitter on one day, or slot him in as a pitcher another day. I just liked that flexibility. Thought it was pretty cool. But I think he was like a 14th round pick. Like I wasn't mm. expecting anything out of it. Certainly not. Oh, yeah, like at this. that point, that's a flyer. Yeah, yeah, and it's looking like the best flyer you could have taken. Yeah, yeah. It, if he continues this, like that's he that's was the number one on the player radar. Yeah, awesome. yesterday yeah, to this point, and like the Angels, like they have a pretty good squad. Yeah, so, like I mean, he should be able to rack up some wins if his stuff is staying as strong as it looked his first time out. I did read a news thing about how he's apparently dealing with. Uh, what was Sanchez dealing with there? A blister. Yeah, he oh, might really? have. He has like minor blister problems Cinder right now. Had that too. But I don't know if it's like a major. But that would yeah, just be terrible. Like, blisters, blisters are like an epidemic. I don't yeah. know what can be done about it. You guys have your tinfoil hats on about them changing the baseballs, and that's why pitchers are getting blisters. Mm, yeah. Yeah, sure. I believe that. Like I, the balls flew out of the park, like yeah. home run wise, last year more than ever. Like so. I think the one thing I read was. Players are saying that there there's no proof that they're winding the balls tighter, but apparently they've actually been lowering the seams on the ball mm. to make it more aerodynamic. But then that's changing how pitchers are gripping the ball. Yeah. And then that's that's just the theory that like, some writers have thrown out there, and some players have said that they some pitchers have said they notice a change when they're throwing their sliders that the baseball just isn't the same as it was two years ago. By the way, I'm all for the dingers. Yeah. Like, I'll take a dinger over, uh, over like, a efficient seven inning. It's just there's no reason for the league to, like, cover it up if that's what they're doing. Yeah. Like, that's that's shady. Yeah, just tell people. Yeah. I just, on this point, I have to say, Deadspin did an article, like, stemming from uh, the game last night, and I'm just going to read a little excerpt of it, and... It was, he didn't start the game, but anyone who stuck with tonight's Angels-Rangers blowout was treated with a glimpse of baseball's most fascinating, awe-inspiring marvel, and Bartolo Colon did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah. And it just, like, rips on Shohei Otani for, like, getting struck out by Bartolo Colon and how he's, like, oh, the hero the MLB needs, and still he going. gave the crowd what they paid to see. And then that's just a little seniority, man. Like, yeah. you can't walk into the MLB and... Yeah, kind of stunt on Bartolo Colon. He's he's the guy around here. He's just kind of saying, hey, kid, uh, let me show you the sweet 85-mile-per-hour 85, 85 fastball on the black if you if you, if you you think you're hot stuff here. He's big sexy. He'll put you in your place real quick, man. He's just a legend. How he's old is he now? I think he's like 44. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But he's the guy that's put on a hunch in his career. Like, 100 pounds... Just yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> from day one to now, you know, see that like you're tired just ten years after the whole way. Yeah, he's a beefy lad. I saw something the other day like he had a whole big 
like scandal where he had a whole other family. Yeah, it's and, a second like, family. Yeah, a yeah. whole he's, different public life. Like he's legitimately maybe the most interesting. He's, the most, he's an international man of mystery. Right? <laughs> yeah, like he successfully had a second hero. family from his wife and kids. He debuted in 1997. Yeah, on April 4th, a week ago. He's today. the last player, active player, to play for the Expos. Because yep. oh, cool. I think before him it was him and Meister Sturz. Yeah, Asturis was... I remember that story. And then now, now it's just one man. One man standing. <laughs> that home run he hit is still one of my like, oh, favorite MLB videos. That was last year, right? I think yeah. it was last year, yeah. That was his first career. He was the man. oldest one to ever hit his first career home run. Just ridiculous. <laughs> that guy is unbelievable. <laughs> Little Bartolo Colon talk. How could you not? I'm in awe. Jeez. All right. So we want to transition from the Bartolo talk to a little, I guess, uh, we're going to talk about the other sport that's nearing playoff time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep fans on the edge of their seat a bit longer for the playoff, NHL playoff talk. We'll, we're going to talk a bit of hoops because it's right around the corner. It always starts the same time as NHL, and yeah. uh, for people that are big Toronto sports fans, Raptors and Leaf fans, just... If you're a fan of both teams, you have some skin in the game, so we'll we'll break down the outlook on the NBA playoffs. So at this point, fifteen of the sixteen teams have clinched playoff spots in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. So Timberwolves and Nuggets are playing tonight to determine who's in and who's out, which is going to be a great game. It's too bad I'm not going to watch it because hockey's going to yeah. be off. <laughs> but, Maybe like intermission. <laughs> yeah. Channel, yeah. It's. I, I don't know. I'm surprised that the T Wolves are in this position yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Very. But, uh, I was kind of bearish on them at the start of the season. Or bullish, sorry. Not bearish. I don't know. Chris Char. <laughs> Chris Char. Char Dog would not. Anyway, I thought they'd be like firmly planted in the top four or five seats in the in yeah. the West, but like Jimmy Butler got hurt and mm-hmm. the wheels kind of fell that's, off. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even. Even if they aren't necessarily a deep team, the fact that Tudo runs with such a short bench, like what, what do you expect your team to do when a guy does go down? No one's ready to step in those minutes yeah. if they're not getting reps. Like, uh, Shab- didn't they like w- buy out Shabazz Muhammad? I don't know if they did. I don't know why they would. Yeah, like he's not on the team anymore. He would have helped them. Yeah. At least uh, he wasn't a bad player. No, not at all. He, it was just more stylistically he didn't fit what Tibbs wanted, and he just played his six or seven yeah. guys. Which I, I'm not in on Tibbs as a coach. Like, what what a genius! He plays his best players. Yeah. <laughs> what a revolutionary concept. <laughs> He's he's ruined uh, Joe Kim Noah and uh, Derrick Rose's legs yeah. for playing them mm-hmm. till essentially their bones are dust. So I don't know. I'm not a big Tibbs guy, and I don't know. Maybe he'll get he won't get axed if they don't make it. But they should make they should have made it this year. Who, who do you think has a better chance against? I guess they play like Houston. Houston. Oh, okay, sure. I was gonna say Golden State, but Houston got the number one. Golden State's like I think seven and ten. They're seven and ten with yeah. Curry. Yeah, they've been struggling. But uh, who do you think would have a better chance? In the I guess I'd like round? just again, based on what I thought at the start of the year, like with Butler back in the fold. Like I guess, like the the Wolves have more star power, but as you said, like their bench is like non-existent. And I think but, if you put the Joker out there, that's what I mean. Against like, the Rockets, and I don't some know guard what they're going to play do. with 
like if Jamal Murray and yeah. Gary Harris can obviously not play up to Harden, but if they can, the Nuggets have stor- historically have been a really high scoring type of team, so like, maybe they could keep up. I don't maybe know. Maybe they win a game or yeah. something. That's pretty much what you're looking at at this point. It's kind of can it go to five games yeah. instead of a clean sweep? But yeah, well, like which team? I don't have the numbers in front of me. Which team's the better rebounding and defensive team? Because I think that's something that that's always the Wolves and Nuggets. Yeah, because I think that's those are two aspects that always play over into the playoffs is rebounding and defense, which is kind of why this like the Spurs would clean up the boards with Tim Duncan every year, even mm. though the Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash would walk in as the that fast-paced offense, six seconds or less, and uh, D'Antoni was the coach of that team, and just kind of a steady dose of controlling the boards and limiting high-percentage shots, and I think... That's that could be a foil to the Rockets because stylistically in the NBA playoffs it's definitely a bit more of a grind, mm. and the teams that can kind of, uh, kind of mess out a win. So the the Nuggets are seventh in the NBA in total rebounds per game, and the Timberwolves are twenty fourth. I guess like but they have a... that also could have something to do with pace of play. Mm. Yeah. Fair. Like in shot attempts and all that. Do they have like rebound percentage or whatever yeah, where it's like the grabbing the. But uh, yeah, well, I do like like Millsap and Jokic, or Millsap and Jokic is a Millsap. pretty good front court. And Millsap play. wasn't even he was hurt for a lot. He was of hurt for a while. Which is well, he, he's just so him. versatile when he is in the game. Off like on both sides of the ball, mm. like quietly he'll just toss up a crazy stat line offensively. Where like I w- the last Raptors game I went to is when he was still on the Hawks when I was in first year. And they just ran Toronto out of the gym. That was when they finished first, I think, okay. in the East. And, like, the whole game, like, you're watching, and it's all I noticed was a bunch of threes and then uh, the odd Damari Carroll Duncan stuff. But then all of a sudden I looked up at the Jumbotron, and uh, Millsap had a stat line of, like, 25 points, 12 rebounds, and, like, almost almost a triple-double. Because he had, like, eight or something assists, and it was like, holy cow, like... How do you just quietly go about business like that? I didn't notice him at all. So, looking at their rebounds per hundred possessions, it's basically the same standing as um, yeah, their total rebounds. Like the so Nuggets just way higher. The the Nuggets are eighth, and the T Wolves are twenty second. So okay. it's pretty much the same. As to your point about like the foil to like an up tempo team that's all offense, it just yeah. makes me. I miss DeMarcus Cousins even more because yeah. I really wanted to see what that front court could do in the playoffs. Oh, they would have had a time. Against. Especially with like Drew Holiday's having a pretty good year. Yeah, and yeah it, that would have been awesome to see because Davis is balled out. and like I know... <laughs> the Nuggets defense sucks, though. Yeah. The defensive rating. 26 and 27, Nuggets and T-Wolves. There yeah. you go. So I, I'm expecting so points tonight. I'd give, the, I'd give the edge to Denver just because they do control the boards so well. They're both top six offenses, and they're both bottom six defenses. Bet the over, I guess. Yeah, yeah. bet the over, boys. They hurry bet here. the over. <laughs> Inside tips from the bench life shark. <laughs> well, think about that LeBron team that went to the finals a couple the first time of the three the three back-to-back-to-back years was um, that was when lost. Kevin Love yeah Kevin yeah. Love and Kyrie went out early in the playoffs Kevin and, Love's arm fell out yeah. of his socket no yeah and then but they made it to the finals off of essentially LeBron playing point but then them just controlling the offensive glass with Mozgov 
like the, uh, and uh, Tristan Thompson just yeah. a healthy dose of action on the boards and that can that can be an X factor in the playoffs again especially against teams that aren't strong rebounders mm-hmm. that's what some always kind of look for is who's who controls the glass a bit that's for sure um, Raptors play the heat tonight in uh, their 82nd game final regular season game and uh, if they win they've got 60 wins which is a pretty cool milestone they've already broken the franchise record for wins which was 56 yep. I believe so I guess it's all gravy from from here because they've locked up number one uh, who do you guys want in the first round <laughs> yeah right now it's a choice but well I guess Milwaukee what if they beat who is the, the tiebreaker like would could they I play Milwaukee because like let's say the actually I don't think they could well who's Milwaukee playing uh I'm not sure, but like, let's say Milwaukee loses tonight, Miami beats Toronto, and the Wizards win their game tonight. All teams would be tied at 44 and 38. Yeah, I don't know who would have this tie. Milwaukee plays Philly, and Philly's Philly. As of right now, Milwaukee is against Philly. That that would actually be a pretty sweet series, I think. Uh, Milwaukee Philly, the Greek Freak against. Uh, ben Simmons mm-hmm. and I don't think Embiid will be back at that point. But so the Pacers are really the only team locked in. At the yeah, five. I, yeah, and they're well, the, the Raptors and Celtics, I guess. So Cavaliers and, and Pacers is the only series that's. Actually, well, if the Cavs win and the Sixers lose and the Cavs move up, no. True. Do okay. The, do they have the tiebreaker there? Yeah, There's I, a lot. It's 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 all condensed. For it's, sure, we know the Raptors are going to be first. We know the Pacers are going to be fifth. Other than that, it oh, Celtics and the Celtics are second. Yeah. On that, it's a bunch of mess in the middle. I don't know. I think, just off the top, I'll say, as a Raptors fan, I want, I'd want i like the heat of all the teams just because they lack a go-to star that can take over a game. Hassan Whiteside can have games like that, but I don't think he can take over a series because, we've as, uh, as you pointed out, Brandon, uh, Jonas, last time they met in the playoffs, JV was a perfect foil to mm-hmm. Hassan, and I think... I think the Raptors, that's an ideal matchup for them. Yeah. I think you want to avoid the Wall-Beal combo, even though the Wizards have kind of stumbled to the finish of this season. I just think those two... I, I don't I don't want to bring back the memories of that one series a couple of years ago when the Wizards just blew the Raptors out. It's, no it's, Paul Pierce, though. No Paul mm-hmm. Pierce, it's true. But like those two guys are still leading the way. and I don't know. I, think, I know the Heat have played the Raptors hard this year, but... Yeah, just to say it again, I think the Raptors are equipped to take on the Heat because they they rely on Whiteside a lot to produce, yeah. and I think JV and Pirtle are a good one-two punch at the center position. That being said, the one thing about the Heat is, of all the teams the Raptors could play between Bucks, Heat, and Wizards, I think they're the deepest team. Sure. Like, they have more of a bench to go to, so they can actually just run out. Uh, stylistically, they can mix or match. Like They, they can, can play, go really small. They can go really small. They can go large with uh, Hassan and uh, Kelly Olenek up front. They they have a bunch of... They have a lot more flexible options, whereas the Bucks and uh, Wizards are pretty locked into their styles, and it, as the Raptors have... If the Raptors have a game plan for that, then they can just kind of exploit that all series long whereas the Heat with Eric Spolstra like 
Eric Spolster with as many pieces as they do. They it it'll be a lot of on the fly uh, game planning. Yeah. Like it, it'll be I I'm just trying to make a bit of a case for the other teams cuz I Eric Spolstra, he's a good playoff coach and I think he can throw some lineups at the Raptors that that'll definitely get the Raptors out of their comfortable rotations that they've been running out all season. To that point, like off the Raptors though, it, with the injuries the Celtics have, like anyone's a threat to them, but I really think like Miami with all the options they have, they could really really wear the Celtics out. Yeah, if uh, if you got the two seven matchup, yeah, yeah, they could. That's a well. The Celtics are a joke of a two seed at this point. Yeah, they're they're like if this lineup was their full lineup all year, they probably wouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah, they defensively they've done a really good job, but yeah, I guess I still have Jason Tatum, but the, the yeah, there's another thing. He's a rookie, right? And mm-hmm. the guys they've been relying on all season are like first or second year players, and who's to who's to say like how well they're actually going to perform in the playoffs yeah. with that much riding on their shoulders. Like, I know some of them were there last year, but Jalen Brown didn't have the role he did last year, and Terry Rozier's going to be a starting point guard now. And Well, like, it's, it's, it's not great for them. As a Celtics fan, maybe you want to see the youth and see what they can do, because, you know, this year's pretty much lost yeah. at this point. But, yeah, I, I, there's not much to be excited Defensively, about. it's still going to be there, I would say. But Yeah, they, they, can, they can grind. Yeah, but... Scoring wise, I don't know. It's gonna yeah, be tough, if, especially with a change of pace in the playoffs. If either team gets over a hundred points, they probably lose. Yeah, they gotta they gotta grind it out. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see who comes out of the East because it should. The Raptors should be the favorites because of all the teams. Just kind of what we talked about, they're the deepest team, and they're one of the few teams I'm looking at that has kind of the best mix between experience and youth. Like they have veterans who have playoff experience but they also have plenty of fresh legs young players with plenty of energy and they they're young players it's not like when you bring in um, I'm trying to think of like it's not like it's I'm worried about whether Donovan Mitchell's type of game can translate to the playoffs when a team's locked in on him for seven straight games the Raptors rookies are a lot more kind of in the playoff mold, I think that they're, at, they can for sure lock in on defense between, uh, well, OG and Anobi, and then Siakam, uh, Pirtle, and uh, uh, DeLon Wright. They can all lock in defensively, so they can at least bring that to their game. And then offensively, it's not like they rely too much on ISO that another team can just kind of eliminate them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the Raptors are just kind of best blend. Uh, are you guys? But looming in all of this is: Do you guys think that Cleveland, Cleveland legitimately has a better roster, I think, than the Celtics and Sixers, who are both ahead of them? And as the playoff tree lines up, when Toronto and Cleveland inevitably yeah, win, no, no receding in the NBA is the first problem. Yeah, I'm just like you look at the last two games the Raptors played against Cleveland and it was like your biggest fears coming to life where LeBron James was LeBron James and he kind of willed the Cavaliers to win Kevin Love hit timely shots Jared Smith hit timely shots and although they were in both games it's like the LeBron factor it seems crunch time two minutes left in the fourth quarter in a tight game he's always he's he's hitting the clutch shots he's taking it to the rack and there's not much he can do to stop that so as a Raptors fan that terrifies me because 
Like, I, I just, I don't know what you do in that scenario to prevent LeBron James from doing LeBron James stuff. Yeah, I, I, they're there though. Like the Raptors are time. there. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what the tiebreaker situation is, but I'm hoping there's a way of Please. Cleveland overtaking the Please. Sixers because I'd like to put off that matchup to the it's, conference uh, finals. Not to say that the, the Sixers are a team you want to face no. right now. The but Cavs they are a nightmare matchup wise. I'd rather face them in the second round than Cleveland, though. That's all I'm saying. The Cavs won their division, so if they win tonight and Philly loses, the Cavs get the tiebreaker. Also, I don't. Embiid might not be back by the second round, anyways. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with him. It the timelines. He, it's really there's no set date. Yet. Yeah, so like He's it would either a mask either way. Yeah, <laughs> he won't, he for sure won't be first round. But I'm saying like if the like let's say the Raptors were to play the sixth or second round. You think for sure he's not back first round? I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought he was only going to miss, like... The willingness to wear the mask speeds up the timeline a bit, but... Well, he was yeah. also having, like, surgery, too. So. He had a concussion as well, yeah. so... Yeah, I guess a concussion. I yeah, if he plays in the first round, they'd have to go, like, six or seven games for the possibility. I don't think there's any way he plays, like, the first four. So it says Embiid is unlikely to be ready for game one of the playoffs, mm. and they haven't said really when... Kind of a day by day thing at this yeah. point. Yeah. So I think the earlier you can almost face the Sixers, the higher chance you have of potentially not playing Joel Embiid. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I don't know. It would be cool to just cheer for a juggernaut basketball team that you weren't so worried about choking in the playoffs. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. Like uh, Golden State fans don't have these conversations. No, not at all. They don't. Oh, talk who do you want to play in the first they round? They don't care. They know they're at least making the conference finals. Like, That's very true. We're we're so concerned because we should be concerned by this whole thing, and it would it would uh, put some years on my life if I didn't have to worry about such. I don't know, pointless. Yeah. But it's probably not pointless. It's probably, yeah. It's the logical um, pessimism. That you need to have when you have a team like this. Well, when you're just a Toronto sports fan, man, the optimism's just pummeled out of you (laughs) since day one. Should we move on to the main event, fellas? I think so. What's the main event? It's NHL Stanley Cup Playoff Day. Playoffs, 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 playoffs. Oh, baby, baby. Anyways, let's dive into our brackets for the playoffs. First of all, let's just talk cup winners. Who should we, we go have round by up? round? Or should we start with cup? Series by series, cup, series by whatever. Series. I don't know. Series by series. Um, yeah, actually, let's go, let's go series, series by series. series. It's a little, little chronological. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so first things first, let's go Nashville, Colorado. Do I think we all have Nashville here. Yeah. Nashville. Uh, excuse me, I have Colorado winning the cup. <laughs> Jonathan Bernier, Conn Smythe. Wow, no. that'd be something. I, uh, Call I have shot, man. <laughs> Colorado winning a game. Yeah, I have them winning one game. On the back of probably like a four-point night by Nathan McKinnon. But yeah. I, they're outmatched in pretty much every single facet. Like, yeah, Pecorino is better, their defense is better, they're deeper up front. But the yeah, abs are amazing. I mean, if you look at it special teams wise, the Avalanche have the advantage. Okay, which is kind yeah, of I'm weird now. But uh, the the Preds are just so much deeper. 
so much more I experienced and gotta give respect to like the abs though for being like a historically bad team last year they turned to corner. coming to a wild card spot just a season after like yeah. that's pretty ridiculous oh man like when we did our season previews that was when i i did colorado and that was when i was still trying to uh pedal some of our articles on reddit but before they the, Sometimes I could squeak in a few before the moderator of the page would threaten to ban me for self-promotion. <laughs> but I put up the Colorado one, and essentially I had nothing good to say about Colorado because you look at their roster, and if anything, they uh, didn't they didn't add a single relevant piece to their roster this year. So I just kind of said, times are still going to be tough. And apparently Colorado has some very passionate Reddit fans because I... I uh, felt the burn on that one. Really? <laughs> a lot of people call me an idiot. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hot threat. You know, I'm not one to really bet on games, but, uh, well, I bet on games, but I'm probably not going to bet on Colorado <laughs> Nationals. <laughs> Colorado Nationals. But if I was to bet what game they win, it may be game one. I think so. I think that's it the might one be game one. Surprise. Because the last game they played of the season was a playoff game for them. And yeah, they, they had to win it flying. to get into the playoffs. They came out flying. And they killed it. They go into Nashville's building. Nashville's been in first place for been a while. And there's no pressure on Colorado. Mm. Maybe they surprise yeah. in game one. And then Nashville wakes up and slaps them. The yeah, so you, th- yeah, you think uh, Nashville's going to maybe be uh, kind of... They're going to walk in a little dazed and they maybe. might need they might need a right maybe. hook from Colorado to wake them up. Sure. Yeah, I just got a clean sweep for Nashville. The Colorado hating continues. I, I don't know. I, it's always a, at least one sweep every year and in the first round. And I think of all the series, it's either this or the Tampa series. And I I think uh, Nashville should roll over them. Yeah, like who's going to score other than McKinnon, Ranton, and Landis Scott? Yeah. Well, anyway, so next series, uh, we got Winnipeg versus Minnesota. This mm-hmm. So I think we're split two one on this one. Am I right? Or? You have Minnesota. Or? I have Winnipeg. Do you I have, have Winnipeg? Winnipeg? Yeah. We all got Winnipeg. I was we all have Winnipeg. <laughs> Ryan Suter's out. He plays yeah. twenty six and a half minutes a night on average, and their next best defenseman's Matt Dumba. So yeah, if Suter was in, I think it's a toss up of a series. But like Devin Dubnik's been. Like, this is his worst statistical season in the past three years. I, I don't think he's going to be the reason they lose the series, but I just, I, again, I like Winnipeg pretty much everywhere. And so it concludes another year of Boudreaux getting bounced first round. Yeah. I think it's uh, very likely we see the first uh, series win by the new Winnipeg Jets along with their first ever playoff win. Yeah. The one thing I do think about Winnipeg, though, is I. It, it might seem kind of like bullshit because all all goalies have to play the first playoff games at some point, but I like I know he's had a breakout year, but I just never feel comfortable with a guy with, who just kind of has a breakout year and uh, people just assuming that success will bleed over into the playoffs. I'm, I do like guys with a track record, but obviously you've got to build a track record. So he's at square one, but that's kind of why... That's my bit of negativity on Winnipeg, because they're, they're obviously very deep, mm. top to bottom. I just don't... If they falter, I believe it'll be goaltending, but who knows. There's this little Steve Mason was the guy they brought in this year because they weren't sure on Colorado. Oh, but, but, but I was going to say, I guess you could make the same case, Matt Murray was that goalie 
and then he kind of stole the show and won the cup. But uh, I I just can't see Minnesota scoring enough, and they're a defensive team, and without their best yeah. defenseman, it just doesn't seem to mesh. Yeah. And so, and then the next series we're going to talk about, we got the Vegas Gold Knights against L.A. This and is a weird the one. The yeah. Knights and the Kings. I, there you go. A lot of people I talk to, like, I don't think a lot of people actually have Vegas to the point where Vegas as a one seed is a bit of an underdog. Yep. Which yeah. seems weird, but I don't know. I'm still looking at their roster and not understanding how they're going to beat you. I guess the same way they've been beating guys all year, but I don't know. Like, Flurry, Flurry can steal games. Yeah. I, you're looking at these two teams and you look at Vegas high flying fast offense against slow moving su- like suffocating defense that mm. the Kings have so it's complete opposites yeah. and the Kings have been there and the Golden Knights that's the biggest thing for me so, like, the Kings know how to win playoff games yeah. Kopitar has been Hercules this year and Carter's back Carter's back they, they, they haven't scored much this year but Jeff Carter's probably their second biggest offensive threat behind Anze Kopitar and Debbie's he's played, be what, playing half the games game. Doughty yeah. wasn't half the game, basically. The Kings have the stingiest defense in the NHL. They have the yeah. best penalty kill in the NHL. And they have Jonathan Quick. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't Not think games. it's going to be a wash, though, because I feel like there's going to be games where Vegas at home, where special teams isn't bad. Yeah. Like, well, if they can open up the neutral... Games. I have it seven. Yeah. If Vegas can open up the neutral zone at all, like, as you said, they have the speed advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see... Like, they could, they could turn it into a bit of a... If that that that's assuming like they can speed the game up, it's always tough to to see who will win the pace battle. Playoff hockey is just a different beast. Like, yeah, slowing it down is part of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, I think the Kings will get it done. That building will be rocking though in Nevada. Yeah, like that's that, that'd be, it'll be cool to see. That what, game's how, tonight, and that that'll be pretty is. crazy. So that's the late game tonight. Yeah, and it's. It's, there's only three games. Yeah. Philly, Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, Minnesota, both at seven. Okay. The late game. Yeah. And there's five tomorrow. <laughs> there's five Saturday as well. There's three Friday. It's the same. Yep. Right. So, we're going to finish off the first round with the last... Or the Western. Yeah, finish off the Western Conference with the first round matchup of Anaheim against San Jose. Who mm-hmm. do you guys have? I have Anaheim in six. I got the Ducks in seven. I have Anaheim in six. I just, like, me personally, I think John Gibson's one of the best goalies in the NHL, without a doubt. Like, his numbers this year on a team that's faced, like, some of the most injuries to key players out of anyone, like, he's kept them in so many games, and he's stolen so many games for them. Since the All-Star break, he has the best goals against and save percentage in the league. And, like... Anaheim's relatively healthy again, aside from Cam Fowler, and I just like when you look at their 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 forward core, like it's actually pretty deep. Oh, the yeah. addition of Adam Henrique has been awesome. And well, he's their third line center. I mean, he scored and twenty goals just for them. Brian Getzlaff is like an elite playoff performer. He last finds year, a new, he finds a new gear every year. Last year, he was like the best player in the playoffs yeah. in the first round. Jakob Silverberg stepped up last year in the playoffs too, and I think if he's to do that again, he like 
rights the wrong of this regular season because he's been in kind of a disappointment. Mm. And Raquel, Raquel took a step. He was their leading scorer. Yeah, so if he's to produce in the playoffs, you still got the vets like Ryan Kessler and Corey Perry on your on your team as well. Andrew Cogliano's been there before. Uh, yeah, and I, we should note that Cam Fowler's going to be hurt, so he's not really going to... He's kind of like a third-pairing defenseman on yeah, that team, though. Yeah, so... I mean, power play guy, but Brandon Montour and Josh Manson and Hampus Lindholm. Him. Yeah, but I yeah. like. I think th- they'll win. I, I just like the look of their team. They're yeah. a playoff squad. The the Sharks aren't as deep as they, I guess they they used to be. No, and and it hurts that they don't have Jumbo right now. Yeah, so I, I don't know when they're even gonna get him back. Like they still have their horses. Like Pavelski, Kachur, Burns are still. Yeah. Big and Mark Martin Edward Vlasic is still Martin, one of the best defensive defensemen. But Martin Jones can get a team to the final, so and he has it before. Has it before. Yeah. But so I, I just Anna or sorry San Jose like last year against Edmonton, I'd say they had a better team and they still got bounced first round. So and they had Thornton healthy then, so I, I just don't see it. Yeah, San Jose, they're they're probably the first team on this list where I don't feel good about bouncing them in the first round. Like and if you, just that matchup in general in terms of a bracket, this is the first kind of decision where you, you when it's a tough pick because you can see wh- how both teams could win. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you can see how both teams could go deep, especially on that side of the bracket. Yeah, that side like, of the bracket's weak. Yeah, like a winner has to play uh, the winner of Vegas and the Kings, and I think both those teams should be. Uh, pretty easily disposed by a healthy Anaheim or San Jose team. So, yeah. so does that mean we all have all the same half? I think we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. so first round in the West is all the same. I want to bounce to the East, and then we'll just talk who we have conference final and cup. Sure. Okay, so first round in the East, we got the Lightning against Devils. We we all on the same page here, too. All like, Devils, yeah. yeah. All Devils, baby. <laughs> All devils. The lightning have kind of like I'm lightning in six. Yeah, they. I had them in four. I they really? they were slumbery towards the end of the That's of the, the year. Only reason why they they picked it up just so they could get the first seed. It seemed, and then uh, I just I. It's Taylor Hall. It's that's the whole team. Like Keith Kincaid, I'm pretty sure, starting for game one. And I think it's going to be one of the more high scoring series of the first round. I could see that because Tampa's looked susceptible to to offense lately. I, they're just they have too many horses like mm-hmm. I, I can't see New Jersey keeping up but yeah I'll split the difference and say lightning and five yeah I, okay. it's lightning pretty much that's the series I feel almost most confident about yeah. is that New Jersey won't pose much of a threat mm-hmm. so yeah I think we're pretty well done with that series yeah. uh, okay so going to Boston Toronto I took Toronto in six games uh, because, quite honestly, I think if it goes to seven games, Boston would win at home. That's just my gut feeling. But I feel like Toronto has a talented enough squad that, like I, 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 I know Boston's a tough team, but I'm I've been pessimistic on Toronto every year. Why not this year? They have as good a roster as they've ever had. So, if I'm a as a Leaf fan, like. This is their year, yeah. and uh, my bracket reflects that. So, uh, who do you guys have? I've got the Leafs in seven, uh, righting the wrongs of 
past of the past. Exercising demons. I think like on paper, this is like one of the higher end series that we have. For sure. Like well. Look standings wise, yeah. These are the two top teams going against each other, I guess. Like it's what the you know what two I mean? and the six? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just stupid. Yeah, it, very stupid, but for some reason we have to we have to watch it. And I I think the Leafs can pull it off. Like Freddie Kent has the shown that he is the ability to raise his game in the playoffs last year and pushing Washington and I just think that this is the time, you know? Why not? Like a lot of people like to say that uh, the older stars like Bergeron or Marchand or just the experience is what's going to get them, but I, I don't know if that's really the case. The Leafs are deep, and Chara's not the imposing sort of presence that he was five years ago when Our we were talking about, like, oh, how's, how's Kessel going to produce with Chara in yeah. a way? And, like, I don't, I don't know, know if the I'm Leafs ever. don't have to worry about that now. They have four lines they can roll, and. And Marlowe and Hainsey do add some stuff in the locker room because sure. they've. They've both gone the distance before. Yeah. Marlo hasn't won it, but he's made the final. That's what I think. I just mean as a locker room presence, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, on the ice, if you're relying on Marlo and Hainsey. And I think systematically as well, if you're to look at the coaching matchup, you got Babs, and then you got a fairly new head coach for Boston. So I think if Babcock's able to work his magic that way, I think like the games in Toronto. Have the advantage. The games in Toronto, Babcock will be the master tactician that he is, and he'll have yeah. everyone on the ice that he wants. I so if the Leafs are able to split the first two games, I think that's they're, huge. They're that's in huge. great position. I have Boston in seven. I could flip a coin and pick yeah. a team here. I think I just think it goes the distance, and then at that point, I pick the home team because TD Garden. It's TD Garden in Toronto. It's in Toronto there, <laughs> but I'm like that's that's. Top two series for me in the first round. I'm yeah. very excited to watch every second of it. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, that's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, They're going to hate each other, too. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so, Marshawn, you guys are going to be loving him all series long. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of Kadri yeah, and Marshawn. Yeah, Kadri and Marshawn are going to go at it hard. Okay, so next uh, first round series is... Uh, we got Capitals against the Blue Jackets of Columbus. Uh who do we got here? I think I'm the one with Washington in this series. And I got yeah, I got the Blue Jackets. I, I could see a case for the Blue Jackets. Like Washington started Philip Grubauer. Yep. And <laughs> that's huge. Columbus has uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, who's a Vezina candidate every year. But the thing for me is like Braden Holtby historically has the best playoff numbers of all time of any goalie. Like save percentage. <laughs> it's wise. a ballsy play for sure, but uh, the coach is working. But they hunch. they haven't won with it. Like <laughs> it's, it it's never been goaltending as the downfall of the Capitals. Yeah. And I mean, you make the case this year like they're not the they're not the President's Trophy winners. They're not everyone's cup picks. So maybe expectations are off but like they're still a good team yeah. Ovechkin scored yeah, 49 goals yeah top five maybe in the league yeah top five in the league yeah, yeah. they won they won the Metro against yeah. solid squads in Columbus Pittsburgh and Philly but like you look they still have Ovechkin they still have Backstrom they still have Oshie they still have Kuznetsov John Carlson was the highest scoring defenseman yeah. of the regular season Andre Burakovsky's back and he's getting in the groove of things like it, it does scare me a bit their defense core because like Niskanen's or Niskanen's still there, but like Carl Alsner's gone from last year. Kevin Shattenkirk's gone from last year. Like Christian Jews is playing like seventeen minutes a night, and 
in the playoffs, that's a scary proposition. But I don't know. I I like I like the horses Washington has, and I'm kind of being that negative guy where it's like, well, Columbus has never like won in the playoffs. So that's kind of my reasoning. I'm, I'm nagging on them, but you can make the case for the Blue Jackets. I think it's going to be another tight series. Yeah. I'm just saying OV star power. I'm, I'm feeling a big series from Alex Ovechkin. Okay. I know. I, I picked Columbus because me and Brandon seem to be on the same wave. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, you guys got some telepathy going? Or? Yeah, I, yeah, I think the, the Jackets are actually kind of sneaky deep. They've got some young sneaky skill, deep. and they're, they're quick. And Seth Jones has had an unreal year. That, or Norris votes. Yeah, there's sure. people. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like people are considering him for the Norris, and I think he, he's the best defenseman in the series. Or I, I think he's better than John Carlson. Well, right for now. two way, yeah, 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 and he, uh, by far, I'd say you got Wierenski in there too, and Ian Cole has some deep, deep experience. Uh, and if Hope he's not playing, like this all rides. This all rides on Bob. Yeah. yeah, and he has had playoff demons the past two years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think this is just the time for the the Jackets to finally get their first series win in franchise history. I'll feel happy for either team that wins this series. <laughs> well, like another Washington Pittsburgh second round would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'd be all for that. I'm sure. Yeah, Crosby Ovechkin like, battling again in the playoffs—that'd be cool. Some of the Blue Jackets pick also goes into strategy. Like, if I'm trying to win this contest here, yeah, because they're an underdog. They're That's not fair. You, yeah. have you have take to differentiate some your brackets <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. So Nashville, Tampa Bay Cup Final or something yeah. like that. Like, so, yeah. If That's I'm being honest, I'm kind of rethinking my picks all of a sudden. You always do that. You can't. You can't do it. You'll regret <laughs> it. Well, it's not 6.59 yet. I have some time. Okay, well, you're going to talk about them all, and then you're going to... All right. We have one more series. <laughs> you can't do that, though, because everyone else doesn't have the advantage of looking at our brackets like you do. We have one more series. We have Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. I'm taking the Flyers. I'm taking the Penguins. I took Nashville against Chicago last no, I year. Took, I took Pittsburgh because me and Brennan have the exact same first <laughs> I took Nashville against Chicago last year, and this year this is my pick. I, it, I hate Chicago. I don't like Pittsburgh. So I'm like very biased in that <laughs> sense. I don't want Pittsburgh to three-peat. Um, like I can respect how good a team they are. I obviously understand why Pittsburgh's won back-to-back cups and why they're probably the favorite with Nashville to win it again this year when you look at Latang's healthy, like the d- additions they made of Brassard this year and all the other stuff to go along with Crosby, Malk, and Castle Hornquist. But I've watched a decent amount of the Flyers the past month and a half of the season, and they've really impressed me. Like Claude Giroux and Jacob Voracek are a fantastic one two punch. Ivan Provorov's going to win a Norris Trophy in the next three seasons. And I think, like, Brian Elliott is the reason you don't pick the Philadelphia Flyers. But. He, he's played towards the end of the regular season, and I assume he's starting tonight. But, like, Matt Murray hasn't been great this regular it's, season either. It's true. He's been banged up, and I, he has two cups to his name, and Brian Elliott has probably, like, a, a junior B championship. But that's about <laughs> it. Um, but, again, like, I'm just being the contrary, and I don't want Pittsburgh to win, and I can convince myself in a Flyers victory, so. Yeah. Well, I think Pittsburgh definitely has the leg up, but I just... Uh, I I wouldn't be, un, I wouldn't be unhappy if Philly pulled it out because I've been a Voracek guy since junior man. I don't know why he was a guy I randomly followed in junior, but 
It's he's <laughs> where did he play? play? Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, he was in the queue. Oh, man! I just like read articles about him, and then he was drafted in the lottery by Columbus. And I swear, man, every year I checked up on his stats, and then he got traded to Philly, and I thought that was a great trade. <laughs> well, I just think if you beat the Penguins, you have to beat them at their own game, and not that Philly has like better horses than Pittsburgh does. But they do play up tempo. They do play skilled. They have a pretty lethal power play. And the last time these two teams were in a series, it was 2012. Pittsburgh was a heavy favorite, and Philly won. They are pretty similar. With a, like a, that was like the Giroux series where like he trucked Crosby in the game six and big clap bomb, start the game. Like History's going to repeat itself. Who they got on the power play in Philly? Who do they? Because they have Ghost Simmons, Bear. Simmons sitting in front of the net, and then Giroux, Simmons, Voracek, Ghost Bear, and then I don't even know who they the go. One defenseman. Yeah. Man, this is this is gonna kill me, but I didn't want on on the hot seat. I didn't want to say his what junior team I thought he uh, Voracek played for because I'm like if I'm wrong, I look like an idiot. I yeah. look it up. It confirmed what I was thinking, but now I just... You blew it. You I can't. blew it, man. He yeah. played for the Halifax Mooseheads. I, I was going to say that, and I'm like, bite your tongue here. If You you look like a bigger idiot if you throw out, like... Shakutami. Shakutami, and it turns out he played for goddamn Quebec Ramparts. Oh, man. I, that's <laughs> that's going to keep me up at night. I now don't look like a, as big of a Voracek fan. As I'm hyping myself out to be, but he's he's my he's my boy, man. Okay. All right. So do you want to move to the cup final? Yeah. Yeah. Who who do you got in the cup final here? Um, I got Winnipeg, Tampa Bay. I get that Nashville is a scary squad and stuff, but I I am a believer in Connor Hellebuck. I think he can outduel the 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 teams in his way. I like like. Star power-wise, I'm not sure if anyone in the West has more up front than the, than the Jets do with Shifley, Wheeler, Ehlers, Line. Um, Connor. Yeah, Kyle Connor. Paul Stastny's been great. Um, they have Tyler Myers, Dustin Bufflin, and Jacob Truba on three different pairings. So they have depth through their blue line. And uh, it's, it's really, I, I think... Whoever wins Nashville, Winnipeg, assuming both get out of the first round, they're going to meet in the second round. And I think in the West, whoever wins that series goes to the cup final. And then Tampa Bay, partly I put $100 on them to win the cup at the start of the year, and they are my cup champion. But also because like they looked so good for so long this year before hitting their low, which is inevitable in an NHL season. But I think they can regroup. Uh, Stamkos looks like he's going to be able to play game one. And, like, JT Miller's fitting great. Ryan McDonough, it, results yet to be determined. But, like, Vasilevsky's a Vesna candidate. Kucherov's a Hart candidate. you got depth throughout the lineup. Braden Point, like, I... Uh, what does that pay? What's that? $100 bet. What does that it's pay? 12-to-1 odds, so... Oh, jeez. Yeah. I am, uh... <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm invested. That, yeah, what is it, like... Four to one or three to one now? Like I haven't looked at the odds. I'm not sure what the odds are now. They're probably they're they're either well before the season like Tampa wasn't a playoff team last year so no they were kind of like people expect them to be back in the playoffs but yeah. not really and I like I took Kucherov second overall in our uh, fantasy league yeah this and year. I like, guess like a week or two into the season you wouldn't get those odds no that was like that was like a 
late August, like early yeah. September bit. So I uh, I'm going. I'm wearing my Stamkos jersey all playoffs. <laughs> Your boy Stevie Y gonna bring a. I was gonna say Detroit's a little sad, so I'll live vicariously through him and Andre Vasilevsky, who was a Detroit Red Wings draft pick that was traded for Kyle Quincy. So I'm gonna hang my head in shame now and let you guys say your cup final. Okay, you wanna go Valentine? Oh yeah, sure. My cup final's kind of a repeat of the script of 2008-2009. Okay, if you remember. We had the Detroit Red Wings prevailing over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then the next year, we had Sid lifting his first Stanley Cup over the Red Wings. So it's just a switch in roles. So what that means this year is I see the Predators beating the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final. I'm going to say, too, last year, it was a six-game final that the Penguins won. Yeah. And Detroit won in six games the first year. So this year means it's going to be seven games for Nashville. There you go. Because the next year was We don't have to guess that Pittsburgh. in this bracket challenge. But so did you mm. pick Pittsburgh winning or Nashville? I picked Nashville. Because Pittsburgh won last year. Mm. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I zoned in for a second. <laughs> you still bothered about Jake Vorchuk. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a tough one. That's a tough one for the did brand. Did our uh, bracket change I all? have the exact same champion as Brandon. Uh, Nashville Predators. The one difference it looks like is... But the main difference is I have them winning the Stanley Cup over the boys in blue here <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. Say it. Wow. Oh, maybe. They're not, they're not going to win that cup. I'm not going to be so bold to say that they're going to win a, their first cup since 1967. But I, I think these guys have the chops to make it to the final. And I think the two teams I picked, they kind of have shades of what made those Pittsburgh teams successful. Nashville, in the sense that uh, Pittsburgh got it done the last two years, essentially by having two starting goalies to get them all the way there, in Marc-Andre Fleury and Matt, or, um, Matt Murray. Uh, Nashville, they have two very capable goalies in uh, Pecorino and UC Saros who can spell each other off if, if need be. If a guy doesn't have the hot hand, they can just throw a guy in there and... So I think that's a huge play. And on Toronto's side of the spectrum, I think just how Pittsburgh was a matchup nightmare, how they'd be able to roll out three lines seamlessly and have the other teams shut down pairing, choose between the Crosby line, Malkin line, or the Kessel line. Toronto can roll out three lines, which, again, pick your poison. You're going to pick the Matthews line, or you could choose to, well, the Cudry line's more of a shutdown line, but Cudry himself, he can put up some numbers, and uh, Marlowe and uh, Connor Brown are slouches, and then if you devote all of your time to that line, you you have JVR and Mitch Marner and Tyler Bozak, just three potent offensive lines, which, as Pittsburgh's proven over the past two cups, that's a huge recipe for success. Uh I, I don't know. I think Toronto, they why not them this year? They why can, not us? Why not us? They're not, I don't think they're going to win. If they win, that's that'll be a very pleasant surprise. I, I'll be very happy. That's for sure. Prove me wrong, Toronto. Prove me wrong. But I, I don't know. If I'm, if I, last year I was pessimistic on them and didn't have them even having a prayer against Washington. I feel like this year I'm allowed to be a little excited. As a, a person impartial to the success of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I feel like this first round series is an exorcism for them. 
And if they get through the Bruins, the Eastern Conference better watch out. It's a snowball, baby. Yeah. It's a snowball. This is like, this is the series. If they get this, they they have uh, as good a chance as anyone to roll through to the Cup final. Absolutely. As for yeah, the Preds though, like the Preds and the Preds. My pick is just solely based on the fact that I love their defense so much. So much. Ryan, like, I'm a huge fan. Roman Yossi fan. I don't oh know. yeah. I'm a big Yossi guy, and I like, uh, I mean, Subban and Ellis, Ellis is back. I love Ryan Ellis. He's, and he, he just always shows up, like, yeah. in the big moments, and Matias at home, too. Like, their ability to contribute from the back end is huge, and I think we should remember that Ryan Johansson got hurt in the middle of the playoffs last year. That was the biggest. Injury. So that's their, what, their number one center, mm-hmm. which is huge. So that's a diff- that's a change this year. Kevin Fiala fractured his femur yeah. in the first round as well. That's the other thing. Like that's why all of our brackets are going to go to shit because we have no idea what is going to happen. It's in the playoffs. NHL. It's two months from now is the, the end. So. It's the NHL. Who Vegas knows? won the division. Who knows? Colorado Vegas. made the playoffs. Auto made it to the conference finals, finals and now year. they're in thirtieth. <laughs> Edmonton was the preseason odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup, and they're going to be picking in the lottery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, who, for, for all we know, New Jersey's going to make a hot run to the finals. Taylor we Hall's know that we know 30 nothing. goals and nothing. We know nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So that's speaking what we just of, talked about for the last Speaking of someone who knows nothing, we have a caller on the line. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm excited for this. This t- is our first ever call-in on the Bench Life podcast. Okay, so coming at you live from the Rock City, uh, Ontario, we have the Burge. Uh, too lazy, too lazy to come in studio, I guess. Yeah, I just wasn't feeling it today. Anyways, man, uh, grace us with your picks here. Yeah, we want to hear it. We've been waiting all day. Are we going matchup by matchup, or you want to hear my champ first, or what's going on? Uh, let's just hear your conference finals, and then your final, and then you and me can talk a bit of Leafs Bruins. Alright, well, conference final in the East, we're going, I know I'm going to get a bit of heat for this, but I got Boston against Pittsburgh in my Eastern Conference final. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have uh, Boston beating Toronto in six, and then going on to beat Tampa second round. And I have Pittsburgh beating Philly in seven, and then Washington second round, because Washington can't get farther than that. <laughs> Very Fair enough. That's a good assessment. Uh, in the West, we got a Nashville-Vegas final. Wow. The Golden Knights. Because I'm thinking, okay. earlier in the year when we did our season previews, we looked at Vegas, and we're like, there's no way they're winning games. So did and they kind of started hot. Yeah, everyone did. So if you got but a Nashville-Pittsburgh final, just like Tom and I? No, I got a Nashville, or no, Vegas-Boston final. <laughs> you have Vegas in the final? I don't know. You're an idiot. <laughs> I've doubted Vegas all year long, and I think of it like now is the time where I'm going to actually believe in this team for once. I don't know, man. Like You seize the light. Jeez. I don't know. Just watch. That's all I gotta say. I'm not trying to prove anything to you right now. Just when it happens, happens, I'm gonna shove it right in your face. Good man, okay. Well, you gotta get out of the first (laughs) round first, so. Yeah, no worries there. You're an idiot, man. There's not. (laughs) Man, you're telling me all year, all year it's gonna be a cakewalk. What's. Tell me why it's gonna be so easy for Boston. Enlighten me. To beat Toronto or win the cup? No, beat Toronto. First step. 
first step because they can't win the cup without beating Toronto. I just Toronto doesn't scare me. Why? They have okay. Well, everyone's gonna talk about Toronto's rookies, and yeah, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, whatever. Not rookies. Not rookies. They they have okay, uh, they have playoff experience. Playoff experience. Okay, but also you look at Boston, who a lot of their key guys, Bergeron, Marchand, Chara, won a cup. Not at all. Can't play the experience card. No, I was just saying they're not right. Yeah, I making know. a joke about that. I know. Yeah, yeah, so experience, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, and no one wrong. I was making a joke. You said they're rookies. They don't have many rookies. They have sophomores. All right, well, I'm also looking at it for the Bruins, and... Okay, first of all, I know I give you, like, shit for it all the time. And I talk about, you know, the last time they played in the Game 7 and all that. I just wrote in my article, you have to forget about that series. Because okay, the teams are it. different. Then do it and quit, like, bringing it up to me then. Well, it's just really funny. But I'm saying, <laughs> for the purpose of this round, I'm never going to let go of that series at all. And, like, I'm going to rub it in your face. But for the purpose of this matchup, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree it doesn't matter. All right. Wow. Well, I think <laughs> playoffs are different than regular season. And playoffs oh. is more kind of grid and grind defense, and I think that's what the Leafs don't have. They have a goalie that can stand on his head. But the Bruins also have a goalie that can stand on his head. Yeah, until someone looks at him the wrong way and he's throwing equipment <laughs> across the ice. I don't mean he's a volatile guy. Did Anderson get fined for diving this year? Probably, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, Rask, has Boston won a cup with Rask as their starting goalie? No, but has Anderson won a cup as a starting goalie on any team? No, he's a lot younger. He's only been in the league five years, and this is his second year as a full-time starter. Steady Freddy, man. He's calm, cool, and collected. You're not going to shake him. He's the type of goalie, man, I can see, like, the Leafs... Pittsburgh got outshot like every game of the playoffs last year. Matt Murray, unshakable man. Uh, or don't get me started on Matt Murray right now. Well, you have weird takes, man, saying he's not a real goalie. Bridges, I have. Oh, he's a real goalie. I'm not sold on Matt Murray as a top goalie in the NHL. I have the Bruins in the first round as well, so I, I'm on board with you. I have it in seven games, but. I uh I don't know I I oh yeah Do I'm not say saying it's yeah I agree it's gonna be a long series I'm not it's saying it's gonna be four or five but I see like I picked Boston at six yeah, I picked Toronto at six I had Toronto in seven mm. so we yeah, have every split. every game six seven represented it's gonna be one of the best series of the first round I think that's not quite yeah that's that's for sure I think this one will be exciting and I also think. Pittsburgh Philly, just because that's always a good rivalry. They hate each other. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough. It's tough to say because really they're two pretty evenly matched teams, and we kind of had that from the start early in the year. I think we said like our rankings had them thirteenth and sixteenth. So we knew they were going to be similar, but we didn't know how good they were going to be. I didn't think Boston was a playoff team, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. At the start I, of the season. I had Boston as a playoff team, I'm pretty sure. I didn't. I, I wouldn't have had I them. thought, at the start of the year, I thought they'd be a wild card team. I didn't think that it would come down to the last game and they'd have a yeah. chance to win the conference. 
I was I was all in on them being like over the hill, like old guys. Yeah. The young guys weren't ready. Mm. Yeah. I, that well, sense. that's the thing. I think the young guys are what kind of surprised me. Oh, like that's... obviously McAvoy came to the playoffs, and you saw like, okay, this guy's good. But then DeBrusque. you know the year they had, yeah, DeBrusque finally like kind of made the team, and he's actually been. Even if he's not scoring, he usually looks like one of the better players on the ice. And then I think I'm in love with Ryan Donato. So Ryan Donato. apparently they're not playing him game one. Riley Nash is out though, so he's drawn oh, back. They in. are yeah. okay. I, I saw that too. I thought that was like, a heck of a mistake. Yeah, I get that. Like oh, defensive liability, whatever. But he scored like four goals in nine games. I don't games. know, man. If this is uh, if this is the mindset Bruce Cassidy's going to hit us with all series long, this mentality, well, I mean, these decisions. Babcock had that for half the year. Hey, but once it comes to playoff time, man, he, he uh, tightens the bolts. I think, for me, the Bruins can play any style. I don't think the Leafs can play any style. They have one way. They play it really well. It's a successful way to play. It's what Pittsburgh did, but they can't grit out games. They can rely on Freddie Anderson to stop, like, 35 shots a night, but, like, Boston can play fast. Their rookies are skilled. Their rookies are fast. They have the best first line in hockey. They can play physical, they can slow it down, they can grit it out, they can grind it out. I think the Leafs have to win games 5-4, Boston can win games 5-4, and they can win games 2-1. I'm just hoping for a fair series where Brad Marchand doesn't like tear, like <laughs> slash out Matthews' ACL, Some... which would forever put an asterisk I also on wonder anything Boston does. If you know how Babcock had the Olympic teams playing like the most boring... Yeah, defensive, slow style of hockey possible like with a bunch much. of su- offensive superstars. Yeah, I wonder if he tries to do that with the Leafs. Uh, maybe slow it down a bit. Yeah. At least tempo. And has any success with that? But yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. It's gonna be. I feel like the playoffs would be a bold time to change how you've been playing all year long. Part of me worries that we're so excited about this series and one team's gonna win in like five games and we're yeah. just gonna be left scratching our heads. But because I feel like that was Nashville. Uh, Chicago last year it's kind of yeah it'd be a real shame if Toronto won in five games <laughs> real shame <laughs> I'm just fired up for the sports bars and the atmosphere oh, in Ontario just Whoa. like I'm not a Leafs fan but I do like what it does I'm sure as a Bruins fan Cam you must hate when Toronto's in the playoffs but uh I mean Twitter kind of drives me insane right now, seeing everyone go off about the leaps, but that'll be done in a couple of weeks, so. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. All right. Well, on that note, yeah, you'll know where to find Cam. Where is that, Cam? Uh, well, judging by your tone, I think it's safe to say on the bench. Mm-hmm.